2: Welcome to Long Shots, number one rated golf betting show on the planet. This is Matt Eumann stepping in for Brady Cannon this week. Brady is uh, off for personal reasons, best wishes to him as he attends to a family matter. I am joined by celebrity guest host, just back from a two-day Panther Karma cleanse in India, Wes Reynolds. <laughs> Wes, Good to, how was your trip? It, it, was, it was great,
1: man. Uh, Good to be with you.
2: All right, uh, we're going to handicap the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week. We're going to be joined by Alex Myers, Golf Digest senior writer, here in a few moments. Uh, but Wes, uh, let's talk about the Arnold Palmer. Just a brief overview here. John Rahm is a favorite, eight to one, nine to one in that neighborhood of most sports books. Rory McIlroy, the second choice. This is Rahm's tournament debut at Bay Hill. Believe it or mm-hmm. not, does he deserve to be the favorite? ahead of rory
1: i think he has to be until he gets like some really bad results and still you start until you start seeing him finish like 40th or 50th he's usually always up there even though he hasn't been in peak form to start 2022 i think he deserves the favorite and then of course we know that some of the top prices got a little compressed with the withdrawal on monday of bryson DeChambeau, the defending arnold palmer champion due to a wrist injury we'll see if we see him at the players next week rory mcelroy right behind him he won this event in 2018 he's never never finished worse than 10th in the last five years here. Then you have a couple of the young guns. Scotty Scheffler, three weeks removed from his first PGA Tour win. Victor Hovland, you certainly would think would have the game to contend here, but he's never finished inside the top 40 in three tries. Sedecky Matsuyama, Matt Fitzpatrick, Will Zalatoris. So you got a lot more top 10 players. You had none last week at the Honda Classic, won by Sep Straka, by the way, at 125 to one. First time PGA Tour winner. So congratulations to him. But you have a much better field, I think, this week than you had last year at this event. Plus, it is the week before the Players' Championship, which will arguably be the best field all year.
2: You know, I wanted to ask you about first-time tour winners because we've had several of those uh, recently. Like you said, we had one uh, last week. We have not seen many big names win these tournaments. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, the biggest name to win a tournament here in 2022. Why are we not seeing these stars Win these tournaments, and uh, why do you think we've had f- so many first time tour winners?
1: Yeah, I just think because of the way the schedule is. It's early. I mean, you had some events on the DP World Tour that took away some of the top players. I know McElroy was over there, Hovlin was over there, Marikawa for the Middle East swing in January. So it's just, you know, getting into a rhythm, I think. And this is where you want to start seeing your top guys peak in March, obviously, for the players, and then Augusta National here in April. So I just think that you have a lot of really good players, and some of these guys also played the fall series events. Some of the top guys might have only played a couple times in the fall, and then you had guys that were regularly playing these events in October and November and whatnot, and they've gotten into a little bit more of a rhythm, so they got more reps, so they get off the, the deck quicker in January and February.
2: Did you consider Step Straka last week, one twenty-five to one? I did not. Uh, full disclosure: I did not even consider him in my handicapping last week.
1: I did. I did not either. Uh, my closest guy was Adam Svenson, who was actually one off the lead at one point early on the back nine on Sunday, <laughs> and then uh, proceeded to drop about five shots on that back nine. But I mean, Daniel Berger is the guy you thought was going to win this tournament because a local native from Jupiter, just about fifteen miles up the road, had a six-shot lead going to eighteen on Saturday. They bogey's the par five and then just fell apart quickly. And then it looked like, okay, Shane Lowry is going to capitalize, but it ended up being Sepp Straka who is, is in the field this week at the API, 100 to one led the field strokes gained off the tee, driving accuracy, fourth and putting first ever Austrian to win on the PGA tour.
2: Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> okay. So Daniel Berger was a, uh, a tough beat. If you bet him last week, he was minus 400 going into the final round. And um, he blew up early. I think he was five over through five holes mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, Brooks Kepka was the biggest-named guy, I bet, last week. Kepka never really in the hunt. Uh, Keith Mitchell was uh, the highest finisher I had. He was in the top ten, but he was eight strokes back.
1: Yeah, I had him. He was backdooring to maybe get into a top five, had a really good round going on Sunday, and then lost three shots over the last five holes. That's pretty much about everybody, though, in the Bear Trap on a Sunday at the Honda Classic.
2: We'll talk a little bit more about that Georgia Bulldog later in the show when we get the best bets. But, uh, Wes, uh, quickly here, before we get to Alex Myers, I want to ask you, what's up with Brooks Kapka Because he just doesn't seem to be the same guy. Is he just gearing up for the majors, or do you see a guy who doesn't have the same game?
1: Uh, I mean, I think he's gearing up for the majors, but I wonder – I don't know if there's an injury that maybe we don't know about, but, yeah, he he played pretty solid in Phoenix, but Mm -hmm. he had won there the year before, so he always plays well on those courses. So, you know, in terms of the courses he always plays well at, you're going to see him, I think, go on very well, but, yeah, he has been a little bit of a disappointment, but... You never know when he's going to strike. I think that's what everybody's waiting for, to see if he gets in that major championship at somewhere around high 30s, low 40s, then it's like, okay, this is time to come in on Brooks.
2: And we got the Players' Championship right around the corner, but this week it's the Arnold Palmer Invitational Bay Hill Club in Orlando, Florida. Let's bring on Alex Myers, Golf Digest senior writer. Alex, thanks for jumping on here again on Long Shots today. Follow him on Twitter at alexmyers three. Uh, Give us your brief overview of uh, the tournament this week. How do you handicap it? a field uh, of 120 players? And this is going to be a tough test on this Bay Hill course.
0: Yeah, I I think, uh, first of all, great to be on with you guys and, uh, you know, excited to, uh, you know, this last week, the Honda Classic, it looked like we were going to get a little bit of a snooze test and then got all that drama on Sunday. So you just never know what these. These Florida courses, uh, they all have so many water hazards, it seems. It just brings some, some drama in their way. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Bay Hill uh, sneakily is, has become one of the tougher tests on tour, for sure. I think five years in a row, average score over par. Certainly a lot different than what we saw in the early stretch uh, the West Coast swing with all those low scores. Of course, the perfect weather out there certainly helped in, in perfect conditions. But uh, we're starting to see, you know, a little more teeth from these courses in the Florida swing. Uh, I expect the same this week. You know, I don't expect a shootout. Although, you know, the weather seems pretty good. It's actually going to be pretty warm. Uh, not crazy windy, but but definitely a good enough breeze to, to to factor in. And then of course we're you know we're getting ready for TPC Sawgrass next week. So. You know, it's kind of a nice warm-up, I think, for that. Uh, you know, we're going to see higher rough this week. It's certainly at 7,400 yards. It's, it's a longer course, uh, you know, probably a little more advantage to the person than we saw last week at PGA National. So, again, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting a shootout here, um, but I'm kind of expecting, uh, you know, maybe some longer hitters to, to have a little bit of more more of an edge this week.
1: Alex, the defending champion, Bryson DeChambeau, of course, uh, withdrew on Monday, and we saw what he could do here. He proved that you can bomb and gouge here. Do you think that that was kind of just limited to Bryson? Because if you look at the previous winners – You know, you've got some guys that are not exactly big hitters off the tee, like Terrell Hatton, Francesco Molinari, Matt Every, who have won here. So you think that was just kind of an aberration if you're looking in terms of how you're handicapping here, maybe don't rely as much on guys with distance or some off the tee numbers. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. Because on one hand, I would agree with that. There's definitely a mix. You mentioned Bolinari and Manhattan and, and Leishman, even. But then you do have, you know, Rory McIlroy and Jason Day, and of course Tiger. I mean, we know Tiger was great at everything, but you know, he certainly hit the ball a long way as as well when when he was winning the eight times that he won here. So I, I think, though, what Bryson proved though is that you you know you can win that way here, and certainly he's the best example of the bomb and gouch guys. Uh, you know, even when he hit the, those balls across on number six last year, I think he did end up in the rough at least one of those times, so he still had to gouge out. But, you know, when you have 60 yards in versus whatever the other guys have, you still have an advantage. So I think that showed, um, you know, even more that, that you can rely on the distance. But, but no, certainly it's a course uh, where you don't have to be a bomber. Uh, you know, a sneaky part of this course all right, it's not so sneaky when you play it, I guess, but the par threes are, you know, it's a, it's a very tough collection of long par threes. So while the par fives are very gettable, you're kind of hitting the same clubs into these par threes. So, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's not the driver distance that's so key, although it can be as price improved, but it's really those longer irons, uh, which, you know, you're hitting the 230 to 250 range. Again, though, a guy who's, who's hitting, uh, you know, six or five iron there probably has a leg up over a guy hitting three iron.
2: Alex Myers of Golf Digest with us. All right, how about the three guys at the top of the odds board? John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland? And uh, talking about Rahm, eight, to nine, eight or nine to one, Rory at 12, Hovland at 16. If you had to pick one of those guys, who would you like the most this week?
0: You know, I'd, I'd probably pick Rory just because, you know, five straight top tens here. He's obviously one uh, he put on that back nine show when he won uh, in 2018. He's just so good at this course. Um, I probably would lean Rory. I'm not going to put any money on him. I just, you know, ten to one range to me. It just, it's not that appealing. Uh, no matter how good a guy is. I mean, I, I would, you know, I think he definitely has the best chance of contending here, as he's shown, but uh, I'd probably say Rory of those three, but I'm, I'm not going to, uh, you know, put any money on me, uh, on him.
1: Alex, one of the popular guys from a lot of the tipsters out uh, across golf Twitter and across golf media this week has been one, Will Zalatoris. around 25-1. to 1, He's yeah. uh, shortened a little bit and, of course, he's got the scar tissue from a couple weeks ago at Torrey Pines. <laughs> Do you think this is enough time? Do you think this guy's ready to finally break through and win his first PGA Tour event? Well,
0: I've got the tissue from <laughs> I, <laughs> I, too. I had a nice, a nice chunk of change on Will, and, and I was feeling pretty good about it, and I'm sorry to hear you did as well. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, after that happened, I just kind of said, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to avoid betting this guy for a while because it was just tough watching him putt, and we know that he's not a great putter, but man, just make one putt and you win the tournament. Uh, and I'm not just talking about the that 18th hole, I'm talking about Either the last two days, so for me it's tough. Certainly, he's got he's got all the tools other than the, the putting to win on tour. He's going to win on tour. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, I'm a, I'm a fellow Wake Forest guy myself, so I'll be rooting for him. But I, I just yeah, you mentioned he's, he's slid up now uh, under the 30 to one range. I think I had him at 40 at at uh, at Tory, and and so seeing him down here at 25 without the win. It's just still a, a stay away from me. I'm going to I'm going to stick to my guns here and stay away from Will. Uh, as much as I like rooting for him, I'm going to stay stay away from him for a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, I was with you on uh, Willie Z at Torrey Pines, and uh, that was a painful yeah. uh, finish. So, who do you oh. like uh, this oh. week, Alex? If uh, I said name your uh, top three guys, yeah. you're going to bet this week, who are you going to play?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. There's I don't really like too many guys at the top. Um, you know, I, I wanted to like Matthew Fitzpatrick, but I'm seeing you know under thirty to one. Again, it just kind of loses the appeal for me for a guy who still has the one in, in the U.S. Sunjim, I think, might be where I would start. I've seen him as low as like twenty nine thirty. I think, you know, with his track record here, a pair of top threes in, in three years, I think he would be more in that twenty range. But because he missed the cut last week, I think you might be getting a little value there. And then. I, then I jumped down a little more. Um, I really like Jason Kokrak, four top tens here. And, you know, that was before he started winning. Now he's won three tournaments. Uh, you know, he's kind of is under the radar here. Three tournaments in this last, I think, 31 starts. I mean, that's a that's a lot of wins. Uh, they're the first three wins of his PGA Tour career, of course. But he started to figure out how to win, and, and he's always kind of contended or been lurking on the board here. So I like him down in that 50-to-1 range. I think that's pretty juicy. Um, and then a couple other guys, uh, I, you know, Chris Kirk, look what he did last week, and, and he's at the same odds this week, 70-1. to 1. He's coming off, I think, back-to-back top 15s. Um, he's played well here before. Uh, he, he got victimized by the bear trap, like I heard you guys saying before, uh, how so many guys did, of course, down the stretch. I think he made a triple on the fifteen hole, so he kind of dropped off the radar, but he was in contention there. I think 70-1 to 1 is pretty strong, and I just want to shout out, Cameron Young, who everybody got to see at Riviera, he's a local guy from from the New York area, my area. Uh, He went to Wake Forest, like myself, so I got the the double connection there, and we all saw what he did at Riviera, and I've been so impressed with him, I just can't believe uh, a guy with two runner-ups already this year, four consecutive top 26s, he's still down in that 80-to-1 range. Um, this is not a fluke. This guy's had some injuries. He came back last year. He won twice on the Web.com, sorry, Court Ferry Tour. And, and as we saw, Riviere, one of the longest players out there as well. And I think, again, uh, the T-16 last week at Honda was impressive because I didn't think that course set up well for him. I think this course is much better for him. I think with Cam Young, this guy could end up being, a, you know, a guy who goes to the Tour Championship this year, a top 30 type guy, and you're still getting him at a really good value uh, at these tournaments.
1: Alex, uh, just got about five weeks and a lot of big events, obviously this week. And then the players championship, yeah. of course, the, uh, Dell technologies match play down in Austin, but five weeks away from the master's tournament. And Matt and I were talking at the top of the show, like, Hey, a lot of these top guys really have not won to start the year as of yet, except for Victor Hoblin over there in Dubai when Rory kind of gave it to sure. him on the 18th. But Guys are kind of peaking right now, and just kind of trying to fine tune for the Masters. Who do you like at least early on? I know obviously opinions are going to change in the next few weeks, but early on, who are you pointing to for Augusta National?
0: Yeah, I mean it, you're, you're right. It's been a really weird season. I mean, how many guys we had breakthrough for their first win? Whether it's Luke List or obviously Seb Straka, um, yeah. It's you know, I, I hate to say it, but John Rahm's been kind of the guy that I've just been. Betting on at the Masters for the last four years, and I kind of made a pact with myself: I'm going to keep betting him till he wins. Now, unfortunately, he's the overwhelming favorite now, and you're not getting great value there. But it's hard for me not to like him. I know he's, you know, he hasn't won as much as I would have liked in, in, in this great stretch of golf that he's been playing. But I still, I still like Rom. Uh, you know, looking down further, guys. I mean, you're still seeing. I think you mentioned Victor Hovland's the one guy of those top guys who's been winning at a, at a good rate. And you're still seeing him at above twenty to one. Um, I don't think you know if you just look at him versus a speed or a dust. I know speed has a great track record there, but speed and Dustin Johnson and Morikawa and Justin Thomas. The fact that he's getting kind of twice the odds there still uh, is kind of intriguing to me. So uh, of those big guns, I, I would probably lean, um, of course, John Rahm. But then other than that, Victor Hovland in terms of, of being a solid value to bet there.
2: All right. Hey, great stuff today, Alex. Appreciate it. Follow at Golf Digest and uh, at Alex Myers3 on Twitter, and uh, plenty of uh, great content up there as well. And uh, we appreciate your time today, Alex. Thanks a lot, man.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime.
1: Thank Anytime. you,
2: Alex. <clears throat> Let's see. Arnold Palmer Invitational, Alex Myers, senior writer for uh, Golf Digest, and uh, threw in a couple Masters plays as well. Wes. I've only made two Masters plays so far. I've got Cameron Smith of 41 to 1 and uh, Will Zalatoris of 40 to 1. How many Masters uh, plays have you got? Only one
1: so far, and that's Justin Thomas. And I don't think the number is really going to adjust all that much, even if he wins here in the next few weeks at 14 to 1. And mm-hmm. he's just kind of been okay, like a lot of the top guys. They've just kind of been okay to start the season. But I think maybe around Augusta is where you're going to see him peak. So. Justin Thomas, a couple more I'm looking to add, uh, perhaps one he mentioned, Victor Hovlin that Alex Myers mentioned. And, look, Scotty Scheffler almost made my card this week. I think now that he finally got that win, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be several months. He's happy he's got his win. I think he's going to win sooner rather than later yet again.
2: Yeah, I came into the season uh, betting Scotty Scheffler until he was going to win. And fortunately, we got that win out of the way fairly early in February. I, I was also betting Joaquin Neiman consistently from last year until he was going to win again. And uh, we got that one out of the way. Now it's Will Zalatoris. that's going to be the guy. Now, 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 he, now
1: he's our guy like Ricky Fowler was several years ago when you and I bet him in all four majors and got all top fives, but no outright wins.
2: <laughs> Eventually, you had to give up on Ricky Fowler. Uh, how about the Puerto Rico Open before we get to the Palmer best bets this week? Uh, Did you play anything in Puerto Rico?
1: Yeah, I got a few here for interest. And by the way, this Puerto Rico field – it, when it's an alternate field it's always down but it's even more down this year because last year it at least was it was against the work day the WGC so that was a smaller field so you had a little bit more top heavy guys last year we hit on Brandon Grace I know you've hit this tournament a couple times over the years so it's a needle in a haystack deal but sometimes you pick out the right needle so uh Grand Reserve Country Club down on the northern coast of Puerto Rico uh top of the board really didn't attract me Matthias Schwab's trying to go back to back for Austria though I believe I I saw him as the shortest price, 20 to 1. Kurt Kitayama is going to be very popular at 25 to Mm -hmm. 1 because he had his best PGO Tour finish a third last week. But uh, just a few quick ones here. Rafa Cabrera-Belo was my shortest shot at 28 to 1. I think kind of a similar price range to Brandon Grace last year. Recall that he was almost, uh, I think he was number 16 in the world four years ago, Cabrera-Belo. And then he went winless over four years until he won the Spanish open last fall. And then he followed it up. He was T two early this year behind Thomas Peters in Abu Dhabi. He's played this event twice before, got a top 10 in 2015 hadn't been here the last few years, but RCB at 28 to one, I thought makes sense. And then two guys at 40 to one that actually began their PGA tour careers on PGA tour, Latino America, Austin Smotherman and Nate Lashley Smotherman was a graduate of the corn Ferry tour last year. Third in this week's field for strokes gained ball striking. Ninth off the tee, 14th on approach the last 24 rounds. 11th at Torrey Pines a few weeks ago, 33rd at Pebble Beach. So respectable finish for a young guy off the Corn Ferry Tour. He's comfortable in this part of the world. Actually was ninth and 19th last year at the two KFT events in the Bahamas. So I think he'll like the setup here. Nate Lashley, you don't get good form with him. Missed four of the last five cuts, including last week at the Honda. But he did gain three and a half shots on approach. That was fifth in the field but he lost five strokes putting. so getting on a different surface i think could be a good thing it is Paspalum greens down here in puerto rico he's played here once before he was eighth in 2019 he also has won the corrales Punta Cana, which is held in the dominican republic that's now a pga tour event it was a gordon ferry event back in 2017 so i think he'll like the setup here and then two longer shots sung kang 70 to one number one in this field for strokes gained putting Fourth game stro- strokes gained short game over the last 24 rounds. Gained five strokes on approach a few weeks ago at Phoenix, but the iron game has been in and out ever since. But this is a wide open course where you don't really get into a lot of trouble off the tee. So I think you'll like this setup. Brandon Wu, 80 to 1, who was 28 to 1 here last year due to the fact that he was pretty hot on the Corn Ferry Tour. Finished seventh, and now you're getting him at almost triple the price. Gained on approach recently at Pebble Beach and the Amex. Missed the cut on the number, actually, last week at the Honda, but did shoot one of the lower rounds of the week with a 66 on Friday. So that is my Puerto Rico card. Also, uh, catch PSW. I will have a few for the magical Kenya Open on the DP World <clears> Tour. <throat>
2: All right. You've got uh, more plays on the Puerto Rico Open than some people will have on the Masters. (laughs) Man, how about that? I
1: limited it to five. I was just like, okay, I got to throw darts here because that's really what you got to do. If you look... Mm -hmm. At the bottom part of this field, you've probably got PGA Tour players that have not played an event for like six months because they don't have full status. So they can get into a field like this. And look, this is still important. You don't get the master's invite if you win here, but you do get the PGA Championship invite. You do get a two-year PGA Tour exemption where you don't have to qualify. You can pretty much get in at about every field. So this is important for some of these guys, but not a lot of top class at the top.
2: Wes, one year I hit Tony Finau at 50-1 in the Puerto Rico Open. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate you uh, trying to hit some long shots uh, this week in Puerto Rico. Let's get to Arnold Palmer, the Invitational of Bay Hill in Orlando the week before the Players' Championship. And uh, my foursome, I have not played a matchup yet. I've got four guys that played on the Futures board. Will Zalatoris at 25-1, to one, three under, tied for 10th last year in his debut at Bay Hill. He leads the tour right now in strokes gained T to green. I think that's going to be a stat that's an important indicator uh, this week. Obviously, he's got to knock down some putts. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 29 to 1. He goes by Matt now, not Matthew. But he's got a, a second place and two other top tens here since 2019. Mark Leishman, who's got a win and a second place finish here since 2017. Full disclosure, Fitzpatrick and Leishman never win when I bet them. So this is going to be my last (laughs) shot. Uh, They they profiled so well for me this week. I said, I'm going to go ahead and play them. This is the last time. If Fitz and Leishman don't win for me this week, I quit on those two guys. And the uh, Georgia Bulldog, Keith Mitchell, who I played last week in the Honda Classic, He's got two top six finishes here at Bay Hill. He's got some impressive recent form. I'm going to give Keith Mitchell another run at 38 to 1. So Zalatoris at 25, Fitzpatrick at 29, Leishman at 34, Keith Mitchell at 38, and uh, three futures won so far here in 2022.
1: Yeah, before I get to who I have this week, just to give some of the listeners some of the stats that I looked at this week that I thought were important. You mentioned T to Green. I think you could use that pretty much every single week, much mm-hmm. like you can use Strokes Gain Approach and uh, Willie Z. By the way, number one on Strokes Gain Approach last right. 24 rounds. Also use proximity of 200 plus yards. Bay Hill. You have more approach shots from 200 yards away or further than any other course on the PGA Tour since 2016. And as Alex Myers, our guest earlier mentioned, all four of the par three are between 200 and 225 yards so you're going to be hitting a lot of those shots so i think that's important to look at as well uh strokes gain par fives obviously you want to have you have four birdie opportunities here so you got to take advantage par fours 450 to 500 another one i looked at and then uh strokes gain short game these bermuda greens are very fast they go about 12 and a half on the stint meter some guys like faster greens and some guys like slower greens so those are the stat categories i'd recommend to look at now on with my card shortest guy I did play actually was Victor Hovland at eighteen to one. Never been in the top forty here, but he's a different player now. He's got four wins in his last seventeen events mm-hmm. worldwide. However, he does not have a win in the United States of America as a member of the PGA Tour. He won in Mexico, one in Puerto Rico, so he's not won stateside yet. Was T three heading into the weekend here last year with Rory McIlroy, but had a bad weekend. Conditions got the best of him, but. I think he's got some good floor to form. Uh, if you look last year, he was second at the workday at the concession, was third at the Valspar at the Copperhead course at Ennisbrook. Both of those courses are Bermuda greens, and we know Victor Hovland he can be a little shaky on the greens, maybe not as much with the putters, sometimes with his chipping and pitching. But with the recent success on Bermuda grass, he won the Hero World Challenge on Bermuda, also in Dubai earlier this year. Top near the top of this field, and all of the most important metrics I mentioned, approach, proximity from two hundred plus yards, par four four fifty to five hundred. So Victor Hovland makes the card. Wills Alatoris also made my card at twenty-five to one. Remember, he had a good finish here, 10th last year. Mm-hmm. He was had played so many weeks in a row, had fatigue. I think it kind of got the best of him because he wanted to fulfill his obligation because, as Alex Myers said, he is a Wake Forest guy. He actually was the recipient of the Arnold Palmer Scholarship in Dalton by the King, who was the longtime host of this tournament, now is a daughter and son-in-law uh, do the hosting here but Willie Z tops in the field on approach last 24 rounds fifth for proximity from 200 plus he's got the scar tissue but I, I think I think he's going to come off the boil here and I think he's going to contend Paul Casey 42 to 1 two wins in the Sunshine State back-to-back at the Valspar at 2018 and 2019 top 10 and two of his last three starts here 2016 and 2021 Top 10 tee to green the last two PGA Tour starts and four starts worldwide. Been all over the world. He's been in Singapore. He's been in uh, uh, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, and now on the PGA Tour. So he's kind of been all over the place. Has trouble with the putter, but these are the greens he likes. are really, really super fast greens that we're going to get this week. And then another guy I played that you also played, Keith Mitchell, T9 last week at the Honda, probably should have been top five, but leaked a little oil down the stretch. He's playing his best golf in recent years, five finishes or 12 for better in the last six events. He also has got the sense of urgency, Matt, because he's not yet qualified for any of the majors here in 2022. So you got a guy just outside the top 70. If he can work his way and not only win, that would obviously do it, but work his way up into the top 50, he could do it and maybe a little motivation for him too, because because you'll recall, if you're watching the end of the Honda Classic, he is a Georgia Bulldog, as is the man that won last week, except Straka. In fact, they were teammates at Georgia, and he was there cheering, you know, applauding greenside for him, rooting him on as Straka got his first PGA Tour win. So, you know, maybe a little walk down narrative street there. And then to close it out, Billy Horschel, 53-1. to Bermuda Billy did disappoint me last week. He was T-16. Despite the fact he was fifth in approach, fifth <laughs> off the tee, seventh in tee to green, he just didn't putt very well, and he'd been putting great really over the last month, month and a half. Uh, made the cut in eight of nine appearances last uh, last year is the first time he ever missed the cut here, but. He's been in good form with the putter. I think he's going to rediscover it, and if he can hit the ball-striking stats like he did last week, he's going to be right there. And then the two longer guys I have, Christian Bezadenhut at 65-1, to 18th and 7th here the last two years. Really great short game, one of the best in the world, but the encouraging sign is he's gaining off the tee in two of his last three starts. Off the tee is really kind of his weakness in terms of keeping it in the fairway, but he is a great putter and a great scrambler. Shot 66 on Sunday, Mike Carry over the momentum. And then one, the closeout that Alex Myers mentioned, 75 to 1, that is one Chris Kirk, four time PGA Tour winner. Remember, he took time away from the game a couple years ago for several months due to battle some alcohol issues. He gained his PGA Tour privileges back early last year at the Sony Open. Two good finishes coming in 14th in Phoenix, seventh last week at the Honda, was eighth here at Bay Hill last year, and he's been 15th or better on actually four of his last five appearances. So Got good floor to form. He puts better on the faster Bermuda Greens. 18th this season for strokes gain putting. So, Chris Kirk, 75-1. to 1.
2: Little walk down Narrative Street with uh, Wes Reynolds. We, we
1: always go down Narrative Street. You know I love to do that, man. You know I love the soap opera angles. What
2: about Alex Myers and his tip on Cameron Young, who uh, is a former Wake Forest guy? He he's a good young talented player
1: and look he he kept the pressure at least somewhat on our Joaquin Neiman play there at yeah. Riviera I mean and and he putted great he wasn't missing any putts like Joaquin Neiman didn't make a darn thing on Sunday I think he lost like you know he was dead last in the field in terms of strokes he ain't putting on Sunday Joaquin Neiman and still ended up winning just Cameron Young was just draining him but fortunately for us uh, the man from Chile hang on
2: All right, that's Wes Reynolds. Brady Cannon returns next week as uh, we take an in-depth look at the Players' Championship. Uh, Matt Eumann's here on Long Shots, and that wraps up today's edition. We will uh, see you next week. Good luck. Cash some tickets this weekend in the Arnold Palmer Invitational.